We all have areas in our life we might feel stuck or overwhelmed. So join me, Jenna Zint, habit coach, teacher, and follower of Jesus as we go after little bits of better by building offensively small habits that create big impact. This is the Habit Lab Podcast. Welcome to the Habit Lab. This is Jenna Marie Zint. Fun fact about my middle name is that I didn't know what it was until high school because I knew it was either Marie or Maria, but I couldn't remember which one. My mom had told me her name is Mary, and she told me it was the Spanish version of her name, her middle name, and um, I couldn't remember. And then I just was like, I'll figure it out one day. And it's just true seven fashion. If it didn't feel highly important, didn't feel motivated. And then I was playing soccer in high school, and one of my team, we were talking about, we were warming up before a game, and they were talking about middle names, and it somehow came out that I didn't know mine, and I never lived that down. They teased me relentlessly for years. Um, I still think they were being dramatic. It's not that big a deal. It is Maria though. Um, no, it's not. It's Marie. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Apparently it's still not that big a deal to me. This is why when people call me the wrong name, I'm like, Meh. but it is Marie for the record. Um, okay. I wanted to share a testimony. I'm not going to read this one. I'm just going to tell it of, um, I have an alumni who has done the class three times now and, um, her name is Emily. She's awesome. And she was telling me we were riding together in my car, talking about our car cleaning habits yesterday night on the way to a party. We were carpooling. And she was saying that she, um, how far her car cleaning habits have come since the year she took the class. And she used to, her car was, normal mom messy mode. So like food, trash, paper, random leftover shoes. She just said that like she cared about the front part, but what she couldn't see, she just felt like it was overwhelming and there was no other like possibility. Like that's just how it was with kids. Well, fast forward, what she didn't know. So her and her husband were were on our marriage lab podcast and it came out when we were recording live that he had secretly started an Instagram dedicated to um, documenting how gross and dirty her car was. <laughs> she was so, she was so kind about it. I would have been like, Aaron Nicholas. Um, but anyways, so that was where she was. It was so bad that her husband made an Instagram to document it. And then she, through the class started her first habit was getting uh, like her taking a load of stuff and then including her kids and then fully cleaning out her car daily, you know, like everything that was in it, which is a big deal when you have kids. Cause they like explode their book bags and practices and leftover, all the things. Um, then she upgraded a couple months ago to washing and cleaning it. She got a subscription um, at the car wash in our town and she goes after school one day a week and they go through the car wash and they vacuum it. And she's about to upgrade it to um, like, I, I'm clean my mats and she's going to do that soon. So anyways, it's fun seeing people progress over time and see like what fruit they get from it. And um, yeah, so I just finished my last week of my this semester of Habit Lab. Good news, the next semester starts um, January 23rd. It's going to be, the online class is going to be Tuesdays from 9.30 to 11 a.m. California time. And the semester will run January 23rd through March 6th. And we're going to open registration January 3rd. So um, I would say my pitch would be ditch your New Year's resolutions and come make come learn how to make habits with me. So if you're interested in that, you should join. Go to thehabitlab.org and um, get yourself on the waiting list and we'll let you know as soon as registration opens. And then I'm going to talk about this routine or this week 
the habit I'm talking about is my bedtime habits. And I thought about titling it morning habits and then being like, haha, just kidding. It's nighttime habits. Because when I started this journey of like wanting to change some of my like I actually started with my morning routine habits and then realizing my problem, like every all my best efforts are trying to do my morning success or failure actually had a lot to do with the night before. So I paused morning habits and went after bedtime first. So that's why I would have done some gotcha journalism, but alas, it didn't feel worth it. But apparently it was worth making you listen for 30 seconds. So anyways, I would say that a lot of people when they're interested in changing their morning routine and starting their day differently need to first look at their nighttime routine and look at changing some of their bedtime routines first before dialing in your morning rhythms because they can break, make or break your morning ones and actually require so much more self-control and um, the cost could be so much higher if you're trying to go after consistency in the morning, but when you go to bed is a hot, you know, like fluctuates so much, like then it's like, okay, your morning routine is not just costing you the time that it takes to do it. It's costing you sleep. So dialing in, like getting the bookends of the beginning and the, and the end of your day and the beginning of your day helps you find success. Like they're so correlated, which I think everyone would think about, but I would just say that you probably need to start here. And when I started here, I actually, I was a hardcore night owl and it felt, um, pretty anxious to think about going to bed at a regular time because it felt like I was going to have to give up my alone time and my rest. Um, After having kids, it felt like I lived for, once they go to bed, it was the only time I got to myself. And as I switched and dialed in my nighttime habits, I just went on the premise, like if you think about an experiment, the hypothesis, I thought, what if I could actually just shift? And I'm not saying that I won't get any alone time or rest, but just shift those hours to the morning instead of the nighttime. Because what I realized is that most, I would say like 70 to 80% of the bad habits I was trying to ditch lived in that nighttime or they were raging in that nighttime window. And I was like, oh my gosh, what if it would be as what if this new habit of dialing in at earlier bedtime would actually cut out dramatically reduce my bad habits just from being asleep instead of having to use self-control, which I was not winning that war. Um, so I did, I just went on a grand experiment where I was like, Hey, I'm not promising forever. Let's try it for a couple weeks and see what grows. Like see if it works. If the fruit I'm imagining of an experience is actually what I'm experiencing. So I had to like, just honestly, cause being real with myself that I felt a lot of fear about giving up rest and alone. I'm like, Hey, I'm not actually giving you, asking you to give it up. I'm just asking you to shift it and pivot to have it in the beginning of your day where your self controls full. And I was laughing, but I was like, you, I never feel the temptation to watch just one more Netflix in the morning. I don't watch any TV in the morning. It doesn't sound, it doesn't sound good at all. I don't have to use all my self control to not go back to the pantry for another brownie or a cookie at early in the morning. So it's just so crazy how just shifting. I was like, okay, I think I see a lot of benefit in going to bed early could be so helpful. So where I started was I did not give myself a bedtime first. I actually just gave my phone a bedtime. And I think mine was nine o'clock and I still have the app thing where my, all my apps minus like the, all the fun ones shut off at nine. And then for a period of time when, what it meant by my phone going to bed is I had an alarm and an Alexa and I would, I unplugged my charger from my bed because I think most of us use our beds or phones as alarms. And I plugged it in downstairs. And when my bed, my phone went to bed at nine, it got plugged in and I wouldn't unplug it. So I had to find another solution for an alarm clock, which 
It's pretty easy. We have an Alexa, so I use that. Some people just buy an alarm clock. But what it eliminated was when I realized like, okay, I don't have to go to bed now, but my phone went to bed. All of my like mindless options that would just steal my time and I get lost in a vortex, whether it was YouTube or I feel like chick pick your poison of choice, whatever yours is. Not having screens as an option, um, because I'm sorry, I should elaborate. It was not only my phone, it was screens went off at a certain time. Um, It made me go to bed a lot earlier because I was like, well, I don't know what else I'm going to do, but I'm not going to bed. I had this internal resistance like, you can't tell me what to do, self, (laughs) fighting myself. But having my screens off was just kind of like stair-stepping it down towards that. You know, I didn't start at an extreme thing. It was just like screens off at nine. And then um, not using my phone for an alarm made me, I didn't, I didn't, I ditched the scrolling habit. Most people either at night or in the morning have a scrolling habit they'd like to get rid of. And just simply having it at bedtime and then also not using it for an alarm, it made it so easy. So then also when my alarm went off, some people maybe, if I, like I said, mine was downstairs. I've known some of my clients, like the ones that I coach, will just use their phone and plug it in somewhere else in the room so that it's in bed or you know it, it's off for the night. But then when it turns on as an alarm, if they continue to use it for an alarm, they have to get out of bed to stop it. And then they once they were out of bed, they just continued like they found it helpful that it wasn't within reach. And then um, so that was the first thing was just my phone going to bed. So then I started doing like a five or 10 minute. Um, I heard this one of my friends coined this expression, a factory reset for the house. And um, I wouldn't do the whole house at first. It's progressed. Like my habit's been upgraded. You know, it's been like a year and a half, two years. So it's grown since then. But my original one was just like five or 10 minutes. And um, I would either choose, I decided to pick areas either that were the messiest or the ones that I knew I got the most bang for my buck. So if they were dialed in and clean, I felt way like I was way ahead of the game in the morning. And that for me was our living room with my kids' toys areas and the pillows. And I feel like they always are making forts or just throwing all the, I'm like, why do you throw all, you sit on the couch for five minutes and all of the pillows look like they exploded in a pillow tornado and there's blankets everywhere. So anyways, in five minutes I could write, like clean it all up. And it felt like, wow, I'm like, I've got some momentum for the morning or my kitchen counter. Those are the two areas for me. So I would think like, if you're looking at building like this kind of factory reset for your house at night, um, if that's one of the bedtime habits you'd like to establish, choosing five minutes and then deciding what area would feel the most life-giving to have it be clean the next morning. And then one of the other habits that I was building, I think I started building this one before. So just kind of like, there's something called a habit stack is when you layer multiple ones. Once you have momentum with one, it's a little easier to add another one that doesn't that takes, you know, five minutes or less to add on. So I have been going after running my dishwasher every night before I was trying to establish a bedtime rhythm routine. And um, so what I did was that I just did that. That was the tail end of my house reset. I would do five minutes cleaning and then I'd go run the dishwasher and then I'd go upstairs and get in bed. Um, one of the things I was going to say is that for a period of time, when I was having to wean off my Netflix, like watching shows, we had gotten really in the habit of watching shows when we had, when we were both home, that was how my husband and I quote unquote connected, but really we left. It was more just numbing out (laughs) together, mindless, mindless after the day. And that's one of the interesting things of why I wanted to go after my bedtime things is because I wanted to start my day more purposeful. And I realized the mindless at the night was stealing the purpose I could give it in the morning. So um, trying to break up with our Netflix habit, I did something I call when I'm ditching my unhelpful habits, I call them I'll make an anti habit. I think of uh, Taylor Swift with the anti-hero song. 
<laughs> I actually haven't even heard the song, so that's how far out of pop culture I am right now. But um, I would make an anti-habit and it was like, okay, I'm not saying in the, you know, not all or nothing in the idea of little bits of better that I have to stop watching Netflix right now. But I'm realizing Netflix is majorly hindering this bedtime routine I'm trying to get down. So um, I am, what's the cost of it? The cost is I'm going to bed later. I'll often binge one more. Um, my husband and I are together, but actually not connecting. I never am left. I think I, it's what I need, but I think it's been lying to me. I don't think I've been honest about what it gives me. Rarely do I feel refreshed or recharged or peaceful after watching it. I feel nothing, but I actually am wondering if like I could do something better, if I could work my way to actually have using that time with something that gives me something rather than just numbs me out. So my anti-habit was um, before we actually fully stopped watching Netflix, it, when we were on the journey to get there, one of the first starter steps for our habit was we would just talk. My husband and I would talk for five minutes before we turned on the show. So I would say that the first couple weeks, man, I can't remember, maybe 30, 40% of the time we would talk and they'd be like, you know what? I don't even know show, but 70 plus percent of the time we still turned on the show, but that was not failing because the habit was just interjecting a new little one, like almost like a pause, a, a habit in between what I was doing, like what I didn't want to do and just totally stopping. I didn't want to do white knuckled. I wanted to replace it. And I knew that I couldn't just instantly replace it. Like I was too far into Netflix land. Um, so anyways, we just talked for five minutes. And then eventually a couple weeks in, I would say 50% of the time we didn't turn on a show. And then it got to like, okay, now we're not adding any new Netflix to our wish list. We deleted one of the apps. I think we got rid of Hulu. We're like, okay, we're not going to do everything, but what if we just made it less tempting? Like we had less options. So then um, we just weaned ourselves off of it. And eventually we got to the spot where we um, did no screens, like I said, after 9 p.m. And we'd read or talk or connect or um, clean the Like we just had so much more. Now I'm like, how the heck did we ever watch that much show? Like that took so much time. And I was saying, I don't have time to do the things I want to. It's like, yeah, because Netflix was stealing it. So that would be my um, pitch is if you are looking if, before you try a morning routine or before you um, go after like a really intense ditching all your unhelpful habits, either try putting your screen or your phone to bed at a certain time and then maybe interjecting an anti-habit. If Netflix or social media is a big thing for you, read or talk to your husband for five minutes and then you get to do the thing afterwards. Success is not doing it. Success is just adding the anti-habit for a season until you start seeing yourself almost kind of like being less dependent on the bad habit you're trying to ditch. So give yourself grace to grow. It's not instant. Um, you know, it could take weeks, months, whatever. It's more important to do it slowly so that you find longevity and lasting change rather than trying to have like 30 days, no Netflix. And then at the end of 30 days, and then two more weeks, then you're back to where you started. You actually want to change your appetite and change your tastes. And that happens slowly. So good luck. I'd love to, um, if anyone wants to, don't forget Habit Labs starting soon. Registration starts January 3rd. I'd love to have you join me the next round. Okay. Bye everybody. Bye.